Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. You guys ever think about dying? I know, asking that question now is no less abrupt than when Barbie did it in the movie. But I mean, if you really think about it, death is all around us. If that's still not hidden, there's an exhibit at the Field Museum that might make it a little easier to process your feels around death. It's called Death, Life's Greatest Mystery. I haven't stopped thinking about this exhibit since I went to visit earlier this week. It took me back to one of my personal mantras, everything is impermanent. Your hair cells die all the time. Your blood cells die all the time, but you go on living as a being. And I think that if you look at death in even a broader sense, you know, you have great writers like Shakespeare and Darwin, and they're still, in a sense, they've left the legacy that's very prominent, discussed every single day. That's Gary Feynman. He's an anthropology curator and content expert at the Field Museum. I talked to him and exhibition developer Ben Miller to learn more about the exhibit. Confronting your own mortality in the middle of a museum is pretty vulnerable. And as Gary tells it, that's the whole point. We wanted to get people, first of all, not just thinking about death from a very personal standpoint, but thinking at it in a little broader way. Uh, and, and that is because, in a sense, life is impossible without death. I mean, death makes life possible. So mm-hmm. we wanted to broaden that thought process beyond just people thinking about themselves and also beyond their just thinking about death as a very finite thing. Oh, you're alive, you're dead, that's it. No, <laughs> death is around us all the time. And um, and so we wanted to bring that out right at the beginning of the exhibit. And that's part of why right after the opening, then you go see the whale fall. And, and whale yes. fall makes it very clear that life springs from the carcass of the whale at the bottom of the ocean. Mm. Yeah, that part talks about how entire ecosystems can be created and and, um, launched after something dies. Exactly. Yeah. So, Ben, this exhibit has been in the works since 2019. And a part of the inspiration was conversations that you overheard or folks at the museum overheard between kids and their parents, right? Yeah, that's right. There are a lot of reasons why we decided to make this exhibit about death. Um, But one of them is just that the Field Museum has a lot of dead things in it. Um, There's mummies, there's taxidermy. And we would often overhear um, kids asking difficult questions of their parents, like, is that dead? Is it real? What does that mean? Um, So what we wanted to do was just create a, a comfortable space where we could help facilitate those conversations so parents weren't so much taken by surprise, but we could actually have an exhibit where they could talk about what death is and what it means and how to think about it with their families. Wow. Um, I noticed that the exhibit is very Q&A focused. Um, Is that a part of the kind of accessibility for young people? Or, yeah, tell me more about um, that, that like, oh, here's a question and here's one of the many answers. Right. The the exhibit is organized around big universal questions about death. So one of the galleries is 
what will happen to my body. Another one is what will happen to my spirit. Another one is um, how will my death affect others? And we, we came up with that as a way um, to provide uh, a jumping off point for people to start thinking about death. One thing we learned when we were putting this exhibit together, uh, we talked to folks um, who deal with death as part of their everyday careers. So doulas, um, hospital chaplains, um, funeral workers. And um, what they told us was that for most people, when they think about death, they're thinking about it in a very personal way. Mm. Um, so what we wanted to do was start people where they're at um, uh, have the organization of the exhibit be uh, these personal questions yes. and then use that as a jumping off point to start thinking about how people think about death and how people deal with death around the world. Got you. Gary, a part of the exhibit also gets into the concept of immortality. Um, there's a question, do I have to die? <laughs> um and I just want to read a statement that is a part of one of the kind of pillars of that um, kind of the introduction to that concept of immortality. It said, for most animals, lifespan is a product of evolution or immediate circumstances. But for humans, when we die has much more to do with whose lives our society values most. Um, this is a rare, maybe the only point of kind of stance taking or opining that I noticed in the exhibit. Um, and then afterward, um, I, I don't, I see the concept of immortality um, come through, but I don't see that, that specific human component of, you know, whose lives are more valuable kind of unpacked. And I wondered why you felt like it was important to include that framing, even if just in that kind of opening pillar there. Well, I think it's very important because uh, I th again, I think people go in thinking that they have a finite or set lifespan, but in reality, uh, a lot of how long we live depends on our experiences, our opportunities, our challenges, and so on. And I think that's uh, an important aspect of human uh mortality is is that it's not completely even or fair mm. um if i had to say is there one thing in this exhibit that i wish we could have uh perhaps developed further it would be this concept of the inequity of of death in a sense in the human community yeah um on the topic of what was not included that you would have wished was included um uh, Gary, you've you've said your piece been anything that that you think of that or that you're still thinking about that you would want um, to put in maybe another iteration of this, if that could be possible. Sure, there were so many um, things both within our collection and things that we thought about creating. Uh, one thing I thought was particularly interesting: the Field Museum has the skeleton of a chimpanzee named Clint. This was the first uh, chimpanzee that had its entire genome uh, codified. Um, so we were thinking like maybe we could include that as the way to talk about digital immortality. Is this a new way to think about being immortal? And ultimately, I think we thought that was too abstract um, for the exhibit we were trying to create, but maybe there's room for it in a, a future show. Talking about death 
and getting ready and preparing this exhibit, both of you deal with artifacts and remains and ancient societies. Um, death is a part of your work already, but has this exhibit that specifically focuses on death gotten you thinking about death differently? Gary, why don't you start? Sure. It, it definitely has. Um, I'm an archaeologist and I've worked with um trying to understand and, and recreate the lives of people who have passed uh, for my whole career, my whole lifetime. Yes. Nevertheless, the exhibit, um, first of all, we started before the pandemic. And so immediately, as we were working on it at very early stages, we were going through one of the greatest mortality challenge, challenges uh, you know, of recent times. And so that made the whole exhibits seem more important, yeah. more in front of our face. Um, but I, I, I also think that um, in a lot of ways, uh, looking at how different cultures and societies and even species um, deal with the inevitability of death uh, has broadened my own perspective. And I think it's in a, in a healthy way, in a way, in, in that I have lost family, friends, mentors during the mm. process since we started to work on the exhibit. And I think I can be just a little bit more philosophical and balanced about it than maybe I would have been before. Mm -hmm. Ben, how about you? I'd, I'd start by reiterating what Gary said. We started this exhibit in 2019 and then We've had the pandemic, we've had war, we've had school shootings. Um, we've just had um, repeated instances where, where it feels like death is a lot more relevant and a lot more, a lot closer than um, we anticipated when we started this exhibit. We mm -hmm. thought a lot about where our visitors would be um, when we opened the show at the end of 2022 and what, what they would want to see. And um, hopefully we found the right balance with um putting uh, references here and there to, to COVID and so forth um, without making it the, the entire exhibit and allowing some room for fun as well. Um, one experience I had was uh, one of the elements of the exhibit, the last thing that you encounter is this um, recreation of a piece of public art um, originally created by Candy Chang. Um, so it's a series of chalkboards with lines mm. on it, and there's a prompt at the top. Before I want to, before I die, I want to blank. Um, and uh, I understood conceptually, you know, what that was going to be. We talked a lot about the mess that chalk makes and how how to deal with that. But ultimately, I don't think I was prepared for like the outpouring of humanity that would show up once people yeah. started getting at those chalkboards. Um, you see a lot of jokes and you also just see a lot of really heartfelt ideas and concepts um, that I really wasn't expecting in all sorts of different languages from um, you can tell some of them are from kids because they're very low down, some of them are from adults, <laughs> and it's wonderful to just go through there every few days and see what the public is leaving behind and, and what this exhibit has um, reminded them of and made them want to share. Yeah. There was also the question of, after I die, I want to. Um, and I, I thought that was that was really, um, again, getting into that, that concept of the afterlife or immortality um, that, you know, as you as you were saying, um, Gary, just you live and you die. It's not that simple. Um, and thinking about uh, what state of being you might be in after you you die, and maybe a want that you have might be able to come to fruition. Um, is there 
anything else that you would want to say about the exhibit, what you want to get across to people about what you've made here? I I would say that um, one of the most interesting things to me is how universal death rituals are, rituals associated with death are. It's almost every culture has it, they, but they do it, of course, in entirely different ways and think about death in entirely different ways. And so as a researcher, as an anthropologist, you know, I, I, I want, you know, I, I think about, well, why is this something that almost every culture has to um have a, a behavioral response to. And, and and I think it has to do with the fact that um, when somebody dies, they leave a, a gap in our social networks. And, and naturally, people who remain want to retain those networks. And so, uh, in part, the, the rituals surrounding somebody's death are often to make sure that the ties that bind people are not completely frayed and if possible, uh, because many of them involve social activities, feasting, drinking, etc. And so I think that's something that we try to convey in, in the exhibit from uh, different perspectives, both religion, different parts of the world, and even different time periods. Certainly what I hoped to, to, to see in this exhibit was something that wasn't macabre, it wasn't scary. It was something that really felt like a comfortable way to explore death. Um, we know that we're all going to die. So it's comforting to see that, you know, everybody throughout history and really throughout, you know, the biological world has also had to contend with the reality of death and to see all the different ways that folks have come to term with that is really what I hope the exhibit would achieve. I heard recently that there was a, a family with a, with a young kid who spent over four hours in the exhibit just pouring over everything. Um, so that's, that's really encouraging to see. Ben Miller is an exhibition developer at the Field Museum. Ben, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for talking with us today. And Gary Feynman is an anthropology curator and content expert at the Field Museum. Thank you, Gary. Thank you very much. You have until August 27th to go to the Field Museum and check out Death, Life's Greatest Mystery. For more info, go to fieldmuseum.org. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. Haley Bloomquist was the engineer for this episode. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR Network. And we love hearing from you. Email us with your thoughts, questions, and what you want to hear on the show. The Rundown Pod at WBEZ.org is the email address. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you on Monday. <laughs>